What's up, motherfuckers? Welcome to episode 25 of the Low Life Motherfucking Chopper Podcast. Hell yeah. Fucking stoked to have you guys tuning back in. <laughs> Fucking not even two seconds in, I'm getting mean mugged. Yeah, buddy. Never takes long. <laughs> so hey, we got a fucking kick-ass show We got a lot of shit to chop up tonight You okay. guys finally paid attention Send us some motherfucking topics Can't oh. wait to chop them up Chop them up, chop chop, chop a roo Get the fuck <laughs> <laughs> So let's kick it off with the sponsors Okay, ready? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready Okay, B3, chicken fried chops, fat medicals <laughs> <laughs> Lightning round <laughs> Alright, so first off We got motherfucking Fat Man Custom Motors out of fucking Melrose Mass. Awesome dude. You need a fucking some Harley work done, go get you some, motherfuckers. He does jet bikes too, I hear. Yeah, He's he got does. the metric tools. He does. He's got it all. Whatever. You want your sports to go faster? Go to fucking Fat Man Custom Motors. For He'll hook sure. you up with that fucking hammer kit. <laughs> yeah, buddy. We got motherfucking B3 setting up that fucking build for the Greasy Dozen right now. Oh, shit. Big fucking moves. Built a whole fucking space to work on it, and now she's got till May pump this thing out and it's shaping up to be a fucking cool ass build so proud to have you on as a sponsor who we got next cp we got uh famous for nothing out of florida motherfucking florida boys fuck your feelings always holding it down i love they are fucking they kill it they do every day i see i see a fucking post about the low life chopping motherfucking podcast so much that other people think we're from motherfucking Florida. Yeah, that's how that's how fucking serious the Florida <laughs> hype has got people right to us now and they're like, What part of Florida are you guys in? And I'm like, <laughs> We're like, Fuck. uh we got snow, so none of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just for anybody listening, motherfucking New Hampshire. Motherfucking New Hampshire, baby. Who else we got? We got Last fucking, but not least. How could we forget? Chicken fried choppers, motherfucker. Chopshit.com. Love. Chopshit.com. Chicken I'm so Rick. excited for the summertime. Oh, yeah. He just had that, uh, he got that KZ worked out that he called in yeah. um, the other night. Must have got the carbs figured out. Yeah, did you see him fucking shooting rooster tails across his neighbor's front lawn? No. <laughs> He's reckless. Reckless. <laughs> <laughs> He's a regular neighborhood nightmare. <laughs> that he is. For sure. He lives up to that fucking name. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, we're fucking pumped to have all you guys on as sponsors. Kept it short this week because we got some fucking shit to chop up. I think it's that time of month when we fucking shout out the goddamn supporters. All right, we got the motherfucking real roly-poly out of Virginia Beach. It's fucking roly Virginia Beach. I love it. People including their Instagram names in here. Just jumped in as a, as a supporter. Appreciate it. Steven Loisel, Tyler Petrie. Petri like land before time. I know God, how to do say we have to now. say that every time? Yeah, dude, All it's right. the fucking best thing to, to make sure people say your name right. We got Brian Hathaway, fucking Fat Man Custom Motors, Chicken Rick, Josh Ward, Brain Victim, Mister No Calvo, Evan C. Fullwood, Attorney at Law, <laughs> Albert Honaker, Amy Lynn Arrington of B Three, and motherfucking Ryan Frost. Huge thank you to all the fucking supporters out there helping to keep the show going. Honestly, you guys rock and couldn't make the show happen without you. The other thing that we wanted to drop in here that we've never asked you to do before, which is a super simple thing you can do that helps us out tremendously and is also absolutely free, is whatever platform you're listening on, leave us a five-star review and make it funny. And if you make it funny... 
and fantastic, we'll read it on the air. I don't think that we've asked in the past at all to have anybody leave a review, but when it comes to people finding our podcast, it goes based on reviews. So the more reviews we get that are five stars, the more likely people are to find the show. So whatever you're listening on, leave us a five-star review, and we're going to start doing a segment. We're going to read those reviews out for you on the air. We appreciate it, and I think that's it. Sponsor-wise, did I miss anything? That is it for your public service announcement. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't so then, find that funny <laughs> was, He's offended <laughs> So let's jump right in We had a fucking kick ass garage night With Badfish Customs out there Also fell in New Hampshire in You cannot just make shit up I did Just, just say granite, granite Stater Granite Stater People are going to think I'm talking about electrical components Just I say they're from the Shire and then <laughs> no, no, no. From the Shire <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going back to that. Fly, you fools. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what's our first topic, anyway? This fucking garage night we had over at Bad Fish Customs I was bringing up. <laughs> Still the topic. <laughs> so, yeah, he opened the doors. He's got a greasy dozen build going on. He's working... Oh God, what was the name or the model of the bike? KZ. KZ. 750. No. 550. Four, 550. No. That's wrong. I, I I don't know. We're all just looking at each other. You should see our eyes. <laughs> anyway, can we move on from a subject we don't know shit about? Astro Man said it was KZ750 last week on the air. Could very well be then. So, yeah, yeah the garage. Fucking awesome. If you guys didn't catch the live video. The many of live videos. We went live like five times. You missed out because the garage was fucking sweet. He's got a ton of equipment in there. Chopper Bob, if you guys didn't put these two things together, we didn't mention it yet. Chopper Bob is his dad. So there's a ton of history in the family of... If people don't fucking, know that by now, you're not motherfucking paying attention. It is a 750. Just in case you Oh, shit. Perfect. God, Loctite. How do you do it every time? <laughs> what are we doing without this guy? So, yeah. A bunch of fucking killer tools in there. Before we get too deep in that, I just want to talk about that live feed. Yeah, that shit was fucking. I don't even let's let's go with the hipster. That shit was lit. That was lit. There was tons of people on there. We pulled in. What the fuck's that dude from Australia? We, he was on a live feed with us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't we had some Florida boys on the live feed. Didn't with we us. have someone from fucking Thailand or something like that? We so we had Australia checking in on the live feed. We had dude from India checking in on the motherfucking live feed. That was close enough. Yeah. They might be. I'm bad at geography. I don't know how close those two places are. I don't think they're close. They might be. No. One has kangaroos, <laughs> one has... No. No, I'm talking about Thailand and India. Oh. I thought you meant India and Australia. I, was like, I know oh, those yeah. are close. <laughs> I don't know, you two. I think there's some ocean there. I don't know. Fuck it. But it's yeah. on the earth. All right. Fucking everybody. It seemed like we had people checking in from every fucking corner. People lighting up the fucking messages, too. Saying they love the live feed. So. Florida was in there, like, trying to take over the screen. Yeah, like, they, were, they were definitely in <laughs> this there. This person has requested to share the screen, and I'm like, this is going to be dangerous. We had the real roly-poly. We had yeah, full buddy. of wood. Yep, he showed us all of his... Uh, his spray paint collection. His spray paint. <laughs> Maddie loved it. That was awesome. He had but the he did gun. have the purple gun. Yeah. He did. He had all the fixings of a fucking so great So if you guys job. weren't fucking paying attention, you missed out on some badass live feed. You could also go back and look at it still. Oh, can you? You can, you can go way back. I don't know. Maybe. I don't think you can. Just go way tell back. Him. Just go look for it. 
Yeah. If you can't find it, it's out there. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. So, yeah, back to his tooling that he has. Yeah, so he had a he had a couple things in there that uh, I just think were were such key components to having a fucking good setup. Tubing bender, yep, probably one of the most important because the fucking rear section of his bike was something he bent up on that tubing bender. Obviously, they they get a little pricey, but if you want when you're getting to that next level and you're looking at do frame components, what did he say he just ordered too? Did he say he ordered uh, another die? I believe. No, I thought he said he ordered a what the fuck is it called? The plenishing, the uh, didn't he say? Was who the fuck is he talking? He's talking one of you two. He might have been talking to Greece, but planishing, planishing hammer. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah, didn't. No, I'm pretty he sure he said he ordered that. It could be he has the, the, he one the English wheel there too. Automated, just like it's like kada kada kada. And it helps to like bend fenders and shit like that. Oh, that was his buddy did did metal work. Oh, he was a, a sheet metal fabricator, saying he had a ton of stuff, and that his his buddy actually built a fucking power hammer. Shit, like built a machine. Which is pretty fucking insane. That kid was there too. I know. He wants to get on the podcast. Well, Brandon said he wants to get on the podcast. A better person to have on the podcast than somebody. Brandon has like a whole list of homies that want to be on the podcast. So we got some people to work through. Yeah, we just got to work that out. CP has no patience tonight. I'm tired. God, such a bitch. He's me. Fuck. So yeah, I mean the the fucking the shop night was was kick ass. Awesome to see what other people are working with. He had the lathe in there too, and the milling machine. Yep. Which is super handy to have both. And 21 days under the sky. <laughs> and six over. And six over. And hot dogs. Sausages. Got sausages. <laughs> so yeah, clutch. It was good. He got fucking torn up. Yeah, he did. When I left, <laughs> I think I left at like 12, I don't know, close to 1 o'clock. And I was like, fucking sucks to be you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he was fucking let out. <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. We had him uh, pinstripe, and he got like three fucking lines done. He's like, I'm too drunk for this shit. And then Maddie, Maddie comes over. He's like, you're going to waste all this paint? And he just started like he started pinstriping, pinstriping everything. everything. Like he's just walking around pinstriping shit. So. Maddie was? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. He pinstriped the fucking beetle. Really? Bug, yeah, man. he got like a quarter way through like one of the lines. He's like, oh brush it ran out I'm done <laughs> so it's got like this sick design and all of a sudden it's just one li- one line just stops and you're like oh that could have tied it all together alright cool well, that's the end Who of went? it no that's awesome it was, it was a fucking kick ass time yeah it was good getting everybody together Fat Man Custom Motors was there <coughs> Chopper Bob was there Fat Man's talking about putting the next one on at his garage that would be sweet we'll see that yeah Melrose Melrose motherfucking Hellrose it's one of the few things I would go to Mass for. It's about the same distance for me. Is it? To Brandon's or fucking Melrose. I think Melrose is a little bit further, but not much. Yeah, I'd love to see his space, because he's working with a pretty small space, too. That was half the, the fun, was just seeing how somebody makes use of a, <coughs> you know, a two-bay garage. Where do you put all the tooling? Where do you put the projects? How do you have everything situated? He He had a really nice setup, and the heat system was fucking... Yeah, pretty Cranking. much everything's on one side of the garage. Yeah. Because the other side's taken up by his fucking Volkswagen. One big beetle. Just taking up that whole bag. That's it. <laughs> I pushed that bitch in a snowbank and... I know. See you later, bye. He's got too many bikes to be having that shit in there. 
Yeah, I, you can't even imagine how much would, how much space you'd have if that beetle wasn't sitting in there. Dude, that that's but the best maybe, coat rack I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, you got to have some place to put stuff. You know? Coat rack. It's a good bench, or maybe he's fixing it this winter. I don't know. But either way, garage night was fucking fun. That's enough of that. Let's talk about some other garage space that's fucking super <coughs> big news. Are you ready to share this Loctite? Is this is this going public yet? Not fucking tell no one. No, uh, people have already been seeing a lot of feeds. Um, so I've been looking at that fucking garage. If you guys don't know about it, fuck you. Because I've talked about it for fucking the whole past week. Uh, <coughs> still like in negotiations with that bullshit. There's a couple things it needs. So, I'm trying to work that out right now. And then, after that, it's a fucking done deal. That's awesome, dude. Super excited. It's, uh... So, I'm renting one side for now. That's 850 square feet. So, for the people that haven't <coughs> been paying attention, give them the overview of the whole thing. What's the, what's, what's the project that's going on here? <sighs> so, I'm trying to open a garage, but not open a garage. I'm not... I don't want to do, like, a full-time wrenching job. Sure. Because I don't want to get sick of it and... I still have a very nice cushy job. Right. So pretty much I'm managing the Instagram right. account. Yeah, managing the Instagram <laughs> account. And occasionally towing people's cars. In between, yeah. Um so I'm pretty much just trying to get the shop and do enough work to have a free shop. So I mean obviously if more work comes in I'll fucking do that work, but my sure. goal is to have a free space to be building my fucking bikes. So That would be clutch. Yeah. I got everything I need so far. I just need two lift tables and the fucking shop's complete. Lift table for a bike? Yep. And two of them. Why two? One for my bike, one for customers' bikes. <laughs> ah, there you go. Also, <laughs> oh, you guys are going to take in some bike work, too. Yeah, small stuff. I'm not fucking... I told Fatman any motor that comes in, he can do it on the weekends, and he was completely good with that. So what's, called, what's small stuff, like skeleton mirrors and... Yeah, mostly... So if you're looking to get, like, some sweet fucking karaoke grips, <laughs> I got you. I'll have those in stock. Oh, my uh, God. I'll have, I got a whole bunch for I'll sale, I'll have the too. skeleton <laughs> handles. I mean, the skeleton... Yeah, the skeleton mirrors. Um, tons of fucking neon lights. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hide the switch, and then, like, your whole engine glows. Is yeah. I think someone today reached out to us and was like, oh, what's your favorite... Uh, on Facebook. He's like, I'm trying to buy a new street glide, and I'm just wondering what you recommend for a motor. So I'm yeah. like, I fucking gave him a middle finger emoji. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he asked, what do you recommend for a radio? Oh, yeah, that's what he said. What did yeah. I just say? Motor. Oh, yeah. What do you recommend for a motor on a street glide? <laughs> Usually a motorcycle engine. Maybe a street, street glide motor. I don't know. An <laughs> Evo! Yeah, out of Harley Tech. <laughs> yeah, he was asking about what kind of radio, so I told him to fuck off. I think it was just fucking around, though. I think he was probably fucking Nobody in their right mind is sending that to this podcast, so. I mean, if they've listened to it, I think they know that we yeah. don't like radios. But then yeah. they don't respond, and then you feel like you just hurt somebody's like, feelings, and oh, you're fuck. like, mm, oops. <laughs> Sucks to be you, motherfucker. Might have been a serious question. So, yeah, that shop's doing works. Like I said, just a couple more things to iron out, and then fucking good to go. Dude, I'm excited. The coolest thing is, like... If I end up getting more work, because I talked to a couple garages in the area, come a tow guy, so I know all the garages. Yeah. And right now, it's super, super busy at every shop. Like, people are working on cars outside of the shop. Damn. So these guys are like, they heard we're opening up the shop, and they're like, can we throw you our extra work and blah, 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 which I'm okay with. I'm just not trying to get fucking swamped. But if it comes to that, uh, I have the option to rent the other bay in six months. So give me like 1,700 square feet of garage space. That's a good problem to have. Yeah. Too much work. And I get that whole parking lot. If you guys didn't see the picture, it's on fucking Instagram. 
The parking lot is fucking huge. You'll probably fit 150 bikes in the parking lot. Easy. Bike night. Yeah, so there's going to be some shit going on this summer. So watch out for it, motherfuckers. Pay attention. Pay attention, motherfuckers. This is New Hampshire, too, for people that are got fucking shit that they might want to bring here. Yeah. If you need skeleton mares, I fucking got you. <laughs> Yeah, my biggest thing is I want a space where I can start doing more fab work. Right. I'm not going to be trying to sell fab work anytime fucking soon, but I want a space where I can just go there and just be chopping and fucking grinding and welding shit. Right. And we'll see what happens. That's awesome, man. I'm excited for you. It's big times ahead. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully it doesn't put me in debt and I fucking regret it, but... Nah, I I mean... mean, Everybody's reached out and said you only live once, so fuck it, I'm doing it. It's true. We'll see. YOLO! YOLO? I'll take that shot at it, man, for sure. So, speaking of getting some work done on it, we got we got two things in the works here. CP, probably kick it off with you. Oh, man, my heart tail came, fucking man. update, yeah. I'm fucking pumped. That shit showed up on my doorstep. My wife got home. She sent me a picture. She's like, oh, I think your heart tail showed up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, send me a pic. And it was literally like... Yeah. There was no box. Clearly, that's the hard tail. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's definitely it. It's so, uh, what was the box that came in during the garage night that you were like, my fucking hard tail? Oh, here. dude, that was my kid's couch. Oh, all right. Like, <laughs> False alarm. Because I've been thinking about the hard tail the whole time, and then you sent that picture today, and I was like, you already told me this. Yeah, like, she reached out to me on the live feed. She's like, oh, I think your hard tail's in. And then she immediately just shut up because she's like, oh, I could lift this. And <laughs> it was my kid's little couch. And I'm like, oh, that's still cool, but this wasn't my hard tail. So I wasn't, uh, you know, I was a little sad when I got home that night. But um, yeah, no, so I'm going to be back over here Saturday starting the teardown finally. Hell yeah, dude. I'm fucking, I'm so pumped. I'm excited for you. Yeah. And Bob's. Bob's been talking to me about how we're going to get it all lined up and shit like that. He's got all the levels, and he's like, oh, we'll get the plumb bob out. And I'm like, all right, cool. So, I'm fucking, I'm excited. Is he, are, you, are you bringing the plumb bob here, or are you bringing the bike there? Well, um, what he said probably the best way to go <laughs> is get it all mocked up here, throw on, uh, you know, do a couple when we finally get gas, yeah. throw a couple uh, tack welds on there. And then bring it over to him, gotcha. and then we'll we'll make sure everything's true. And one uh, at that point, then we'll finish up the welding. Yeah, it'll be good to see. I, I definitely want to come with you for that. Yeah, it'd be awesome to see what uh, what tools he's got for lining it up. For sure, just give me some good ideas for what what to put in the he, shop. He here. mentioned that he has a table, but he's like, I had to dig it out. And he has a frame jig. I'm mean, not a yeah a frame jig. Yeah, I seen it. He said it's like buried or something like that, or. I'm not speaking because, like, I half listen when I'm at work because I've got, like, a million fucking other things on my mind. Sorry, Bob. Love you. Anyway, moving (laughs) on. (laughs) That's exciting, though, man. Yeah. So, I'm definitely pumped. I got some... uh some ideas of where I want to go with the bike, but it, it it's ever changing. I'll know once I see the frame all one piece where I really want to go with everything. So, right right now it's just kind of like me coming up with the designs in my head without actually seeing it. So, from I'm, experience, like when I was doing my build, I changed Grease Nose because I was fucking texting him every night. <laughs> I'm like, so this is what we're gonna do the next night. Totally different plan for sure. So, 
My my overall right now though is I'm not too worried about like the paint or anything like that. I want frame welded, it all back together, and running. I just want to get it running before I worry about anything else because I want to uh, I want to do wiring hidden through the frame. That way, it's just tucked away, more negative space. I'm so you torn know. on that idea. I'm battling with that same idea right now in my head. I just there's so much, so many wires and some that are just not necessary to be able to access. Where I'm like, if I already have it all off and I can just drill a couple holes into the frame and tuck all this away and never see it, that would be ideal. No, I you get know what that. I mean? So grease is actually when I got this in my head. Is like the only problem with doing that is if you break down the side of the road, you're fucked because there's no testing wires that are buried inside of a frame. Yeah, if you have them come out somewhere else, it, it's like it's 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 cleaner, definitely. In a way, it's protecting the portion of the wire that's inside the bike. And then, alternatively, you got to make sure you have like the appropriate grommet on there to where you're not getting water leaking down. And if you do, you want to make sure you've drilled weep holes in the bottom. Right. You know, little things like that. And some people, they'll put it into the frame. They don't put the grommet in there and then vibrations with that sharp edge of where they drilled in it like frays through the wire so obviously you're not going to do dumb shit like that so when you do it you might be able to take the time to do it nice there's not going to be a ton of wires you know because i mean there's really not going to be a ton of wires i mean other than you know the main stuff like the starter the starter relay the um ignition coil stuff like that where obviously some of the wires are going to come out and be exposed and that's something I was thinking I just want to hide the majority of the harness whereas on either end I can still access the wires that I need and still be able to troubleshoot on both ends of the wire which would be ideal right so I just want most of it hidden as much as I can you know and then the stuff that it's going hard with all that negative space everything's going to be showing I, to, I shit you not, it was hard on my bike to make it look like there was no wires. Yeah, because you guys like, just have gaping holes. At least with mine, it's it. so full, I can like tuck something behind my oil tank or tuck something behind. Yeah. It's going to be much harder for you guys. It's I'm totally cool. Well, for it. you, I feel like the only wires you would really need to tuck, just given the way your bike is set up now, is going to be your one headlight wire Which and your be- one taillight wire. Because everything else is going to be centralized right at the back of your engine. And you're going to have a carburetor there. Yeah. You know? And, like, so you could always put, like, a small little junction box um, and just find, like, a clever place to mount it on yeah. site. But nothing else. Like, everything kind of congregates. But that's what I'm saying. It's, like, just whatever I can hide, I want to hide. You yeah. know what I mean? So. That um, headlight wire. Just drill that headlight wire through the backbone. That would look great. Yeah. I always wished I did that with my XS because that was the only wire that, like, travels on the bike. That in the tail light for sure. So we could definitely make that happen. I've been meaning to buy one of those wire snakes anyway. There you go. See, perfect. And what uh, one suggestion Bob did have was like when you're mocking everything up, just trace the wire along the frame of where you want that wire to be. And he said, um, run like a uh, like a rod through where it's going to be. That way, you can just clip the wire to one end and pull that rod right through. God, you're getting aggressive over there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you should see my hands. 
But you can just pull it right through and, you know, that way it's all mocked up beforehand and then before it goes into paint, you know, you're like, okay, I have this rod sitting there and then you just clip to one end and pull the wires through, so. For sure. We'll see. We'll see how it uh, all pans out. I might get lazy and just leave the wires out. I don't know. We'll see. I think it'll be uh, it'd be good to do it. That's what we do at work. Like I wired <laughs> my bike before I started working here. Yeah. And now we wire all the trailers and we use that that wire snake, yep. which is basically the rod you're talking about. It's like a flexible metal wire rod yep. with a hook on the end. And once I started doing it at work, I was like, "This isn't that hard." Yeah. You know, I could we could probably do that on the bike. We just need a really small one because yep. the one we use at work is fucking huge. But they must make them, or just. I see a lot of guys just buy small chain link from like Home Depot, that real tiny fucking small round because it's super flexible. That's what most guys do their bars with. Gotcha. <coughs> yeah, whatever yeah, you can so, find, I mean, get it through there. I'm definitely excited to get the project started. Now that the hardtail's here, the only thing I'll have to order, um, quote unquote, order is. Uh, the sprockets and my chain because I got to convert it from belt to chain. So, oh, that's right. So that's it. All right. But I already have the part numbers and I already know what I, I just got to save up the dough. So, yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. So my goal is to have it at least running. At le- you know, not necessarily roadworthy, but run a running bike by April. That's my. My goal to have the engine and all the wiring done and stuff like that. Then paint and all the rest of it can f- figure its fucking way out. Because I know I'll have to tear it down again for that. But Right. Yep, that's where I'm at. Yeah, that's big plans, man. Yeah. This Saturday is going to be a big Saturday. I'm excited. It's going to be some good motivation for me to get out there with you and do some shit on my yeah. bike for the first time Sorry. in like two years. <laughs> Love yeah, it. seriously. <clears throat> I'm in that same fucking boat. I've been slacking hard lately. It's just the fucking cold's been getting to us. What can you do? Where do you, uh, did you order those lifters? Yeah. Yep. I'm just waiting to hear back from Fat Man for those to come in. And then I'm carting the fucking thing up there and he's gonna let me use his garage for the day, which is fucking meant. That I'm is do my be bars fucking... that day too. Rewire that fucking bullshit. What are you rewiring on the bars? I can take the switches off. Oh, that's my right, right. My you drop, are you taking everything off? Yeah, well, there's only those two things that are hooked up, but they kept the whole fucking control set up up there. Oh, yeah. See, that always trips me up. I always think that there's more going on because no, he's still the got the whole thing, Because no directionals or any wires for directionals on the bike. So the only thing that's up there is high and low beam and my starter and on-off switch. You're going to run just uh, just regular headlight then? No more high beam? No, i got to have high beam. I never use a regular headlight. I ride around with high beam. 24-7. You gonna wire it? Why don't you just wire the high beam on then? I don't know. It's like you're fucking burning out fast. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. Fuck we it. gotta get an electrician <laughs> on the show. No fucking idea. <laughs> I mean, it's already wired, so I just gotta cut it and fucking... That's it. I'll have enough wire, because I'm bringing it from the bars down to the fucking right. backbone, so... For sure. And then you just gotta put the starter switch somewhere. Yep. I don't know where I'm Can putting Can I key on this bike? Yeah. Get rid of and that. you could put that shit anywhere then. Yep. That's gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah. So that bike will be done hopefully within the next couple of weeks. Then I don't have to worry about that bitch anymore. I'm looking forward to seeing that one. 
It's going to look so much better with those bars without the clamshells. For sure. Because the clamshells are so big yeah. on those. Do you have a low-profile housing going on there? For what? The, for your throttle. Because you got to have a housing yeah. that... Yeah, I'm okay. gonna, yeah, I'm putting just a small... The same one of grease rounds on his bike. Oh, yep. That's something i got to look into for mine, too. But <laughs> I was I'm, almost going to do the internal one, but... I'm yeah, i got to get the low profile. i got to figure out what kind of bars I want to go with. I haven't quite... I have so many different pairs, so you can just keep throwing them on until you Yeah, find that's kind of... <laughs> until I figure out yeah. what I need. I um, like every style fucking... I don't know. I, I, I guess I had to see how um, thin it's going to look. Right. I mean, it's already thin right now, and I already think my bars are a little bit too wide for that, but, yeah. but they're very comfortable where my arms sit, and that's something else I'm thinking about is, you know, comfort when I'm on there. Like, looking good is obviously the way to go but I also like to put some hard long miles on there and if my hands aren't fucking comfortable that ruins a ride for me immediately especially once you hardtail it it's all about what seat you go with and how you have your bar set up actually uh just a little side note Bob was we were talking about the tear down of the bike and one suggestion Bob gave me that I'm 100% gonna follow through is um getting a paint marker right and when i take bolts off put paint across the bolt and where the bolt was so like say i'm taking off you know a side cover for where my chain or belt goes right yeah he said just take that marker and just go right across the top and that way at the end i can go oh i've got five red bolts and i can say oh there's five holes on there, and they're all matched up red. He said, just get, like, a handful of different colors. Right. And just every time you take something off, say, you know, you're working on one section where you have to go a couple layers deep, switch out that color marker, and then just make a note to yourself. Start it with red. Right. Went to blue. You know what I mean? Yeah, mine... See, mine's not... Mine doesn't have, like, any layers like that, but everything I took off, I put the bolts back in. Yeah. So, no, that's hopefully a, it works out that way because I haven't put everything back together yet. So I don't even know if that <coughs> fucking method is going to work. So hopefully, well, it does. I mean that's something I've always followed is if I can put the bolt back into a spot, it's like all right, I, at least I have the bolt. Right. Because that's the that's the number one thing you're going to lose. You're not going to lose an entire cover right. unless you're riding and it falls off. You know. So. Um, <coughs> Yeah, like, I just can't wait to start this teardown. I'm looking forward to it. I got my uh, climber manual that I'm going to bring into work and just reading, you know, Good idea. what I'm taking off. Because really, uh, luckily, everything is contained to that engine. So once I get the belt off, I don't even have to take the rear tire off. I can just pull that, probably slide that engine right out. Yeah, for sure. I don't think it's really attached to anything sure. else other than the mounts. Yep. So. Oh, welcome back. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I would just fucking cut that belt right off. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna just slide the belt off at this point. I'm not gonna. Were you trying debating on whether or not to save it? I'm, I'm gonna, gonna save it just for the necklace. You're not gonna be able to use it. Oh, fucking sell it on eBay? Yeah, maybe for ten bucks. Yeah, ten bucks. Cut that bitch off and save yourself a headache. Yeah, <laughs> cut that. See you later, bye. See you later, bye. <laughs> we cut it for sure. So, yeah, I was just telling him about uh, some suggestions Bob has, like, taking a paint marker and throwing it across, like, a bolt, 
and onto the piece that that bolt had gone to. That way, when you're reassembling it, you can go, oh, that red bolt goes back to this piece. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Need to get the fucking uh, Crayola 48 color set, though. Yeah. A lot of bolts. Yeah, well, I got a couple different colors that I can steal from work, so. There you go. <laughs> that's awesome. I'll just bring them back. Yeah, that's a good... Uh, somebody was saying that for... Um, Anchor when such you, a when piece you're doing of shit. The fucking, yeah, anchor sucks. Sorry. When you're doing the bottom <laughs> of the uh, the motor, on the, when I was rebuilding the XS, taking like a, a white paint marker on every bolt that you've already torqued, because there's 17 bolts on the bottom. Yeah. They all have different torque specs, and there's a sequence, and then you're like, oh, wh- where am I? You, you stop <laughs> for two seconds, and you're like, did I just do this one, or was I right about to do that one? And then you just get all fucked up. So that's, funny. that's a good idea. Yeah, multiple colors would be sweet too. And we'll bag everything and do like yeah, uh, I'll have baggies know. with me and a notebook. That way I can just write shit down that I'm thinking. You know, a big thing that I did was every before I took everything apart, each thing that I moved to, I'd snap a picture before I took anything off. Oh of yeah, it. for sure. Come with space on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> that's the worst when you fucking show up somewhere and you go to take your phone out, take a picture, and it's like not enough storage, and you're like, "Fuck my life." I don't have that problem. I have an iPhone eight, so I have plenty of storage. Hey, there fine. you go. So you're saying is your phone sucks? <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to go down this road. Here we go. Moving on. But that'll be good. No, so um, yesterday I took a cut wheel to the motor mounts or not the motor mounts the tank mounts on the backbone of the roadstar so we're officially there's no there's no going back old tank is gone anybody needs a fucking stock tank for a roadstar hit me up fucking 50 bucks uh now it's just three dollars yeah right somebody's (laughs) gonna come with a fucking cart but um yeah dude i'm pumped it it uh is ready now to just drill out holes i gotta have bob make some bungs to go in there because i've already got the new tank and Loctite, what size? He asked me the other day, what size bun? And I was like, just one that takes a bolt. I have no fucking clue. That's it. That's what I told what him. Did you, what did he end up making for you? I don't even remember. <laughs> Nobody does. I'm like, I have in my mind like <coughs> I'm an like, idea. Listen, I need it small enough that it'll fit on my backbone, but hold my tank on. And he was like, okay. And he just made it. And he told me what the... What it was, but I don't fucking remember. I yeah. know it's going to fit on my backbone and hold my tank on. I hope he's got some metric taps because I don't want to have a bunch of fucking metric and standard hard. That's a problem is like when Going I first built the life. bike, I was like, oh, this would be great because then I could standardize my bolts. And then I like never had bolts on hand. And I it was just like used whatever I had. And it's like a hodgepodge of standard and That's metric. Perfect. That's what my bike is. All 12 point <laughs> sock is just, re- just ready to round some shit off. It's a real nightmare. That's but, all. Uh, yeah, so I need the bungs so I can put the tank on. And then I was telling these two guys earlier that because this wiring harness had so many different things that all went into that headlight bracket, like 20 different wires, I think I'm just going to mount the tank, hook the shit back up, you know, get the bike running again because I didn't do anything to the motor. Get the bike running, snip a wire. If the wire doesn't stop the bike, I'll turn it off, make sure it starts again, and just keep doing that until I've cut out all the wires that weren't important. And if it does kill the bike when I cut the wire, solder that wire back together. And then fucking just keep progressing through until I have nothing else. And somebody should write in because I know somebody out there has got to know more than me. I've got, this is a 2000 Roadstar. 
and it's got an ECM, like a control, uh, like a computer, basically box. It's called electronic control module. So yeah, it's an electronic control module. So this electronic control module has so many fucking wires going to it. This is a carbureted bike with no turn signals, no fuck it. It's got a start starter switch. It has no headlights, high beam, low beam. Just runs the low beam. Does it have O2 sensors? It's got nothing. <laughs> it uh, does not have O2 sensors. It does have Do oil they have pressure with sensor. O2 sensors. Yeah, newer ones. Fuck. Um, it's got an oil pressure sensor, and it's got. A, um, it had well, it had that on the tank, which is gone. Also on the tank, it had a low fuel sensor. So my neighbor was telling me those two things are probably one of the reasons it's got that ECM on it. Um, but since I'm not running any of that shit, I feel like I could just pull that whole thing off. Somebody write to me and tell me if it if that's a ridiculous idea. The only other thing I could I think, think it's an absolutely ridiculous idea. You think it is or is not? Is well, actually, because you're not running a fuel pump either. No. Pull the fuel pump off. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, what could that... Fuck. Could that be running the ignition? You have a solid argument. Uh, could it be running your timing? Time, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, somehow yeah. related to that. I mean... You wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so either. But I would think that the timing unit would be, like, self-contained. I just know, like, from working on cars, I would never be like, I don't need this ECU anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't imagine just because I did I built a bike that was all the same components and it's like well what, what what's it doing so I'll have to figure that that's out that's a great idea I would definitely like somebody to fucking call in next week and shed right? some light here that would be I mean, if somebody out there is like that you fucking the wiring is the shit you do and you've ever done a delete of something like that or if you have reason to believe that it might be more than just a fucking fuel pump and yeah, it's got a fucking carb heater. I took that off too. I don't know if that's fucking related to that piece, but I see no reason why this bike would be set up any different than the Roadstar. I mean, really, Excuse the only me, thing that's got to control is anything that's electronic. Yeah. So if you have like, you know, I don't even know, is, is electronic timing a thing on fucking motorcycles? Yeah, it is. Like my XS has an electronic ignition, um, and it's got uh, an electronical advance. You know, so maybe that's all built in. But even so, there's like at least 25 wires going into this thing. Probably two of those are the ignition. And if even if I can't get rid of the box entirely, at least I can unplug like 50 other wires from it. Right. You know what I mean? So if somebody knows about that shit, please write in. We need your help. All right. Enough of that. And the excess. <laughs> excess has literally sat there the whole time. It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart, too, but I'm also pretty over that bike right now. <laughs> Just get a points plate. So I did and look to see, see if this works. on um, Mike's XS, which has a bunch of um, XS parts. They do not sell a new points plate, so I have to buy one off eBay. Like, I have to get Fuck somebody's it. used points plate. Fuck it, run it. People asking stupid money, like 60, 70 bucks for God. a fucking points plate. Ridiculous price for a points plate, isn't it? Yeah, I couldn't believe that. That was the only thing. If I, I was thinking it was going to be like, twenty really, thirty like, bucks. Who even ninety percent of the guys that run XSs do an electronic ignition? Right. Where's all these points plates going? Onto eBay for sixty seventy bucks, and that's what's a hundred bucks for an electronic one. Right. I'm like, well, damn, it's not even. 
It's not even really cheaper. You might as well just buy a new electronic ignition. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm torn. I'm like, maybe I just, re- it's almost better to just replace the Pamco. So I haven't made that decision yet. For right now, I'm just working on the Roadstar. Saying, fuck it. I think you should make that decision. Because I feel like in the summertime, once Stepchild's going, it's true. CP's fucking bike's going, you're going to be like, God. Why did I finish this fucking thing? I'm going to have the Roadstar chopped up like, right It's then, fucking though. summertime. I don't want to work on this thing again. Yeah, but you know how pissed she'll be if we're on chops and you're on yeah. the Roadstar? Then How's you're going the Roadstar into like, not going to be a chop? Then you're going into like year five and you're like, fuck. Because it's not <laughs> still side chick. You're going to sell that bike if you don't fix it this winter. I can see it. You're going to be like, fuck this thing. I could never sell it. I've just had it too long. <laughs> Yeah, Even though I, I hate it, like I could, I don't think I could ever get rid of it. I, yeah, yeah. Just that being the first one and so much fucking struggle I, with that bike. I hate my Sportster, but I won't sell it. Yeah, just I got that attachment, you know. So, <clears throat> you guys want to jump into? Uh, we got a couple different things. You guys wrote to us. You had a couple questions. First one, PN. Your bike not starting. What are the primary things that you're going to do to diagnose what's going on? I, I personally, I think that's like there's a million different things that could be obviously. But where would you start? I always start with the terminals on the battery. 100%. Like that's the easiest thing to check, and a lot of people just will go to extremes instead of thinking, oh, maybe one of my terminals are out loose. When I first got the Savage. Um, I was riding at home, and the ground wire actually had come off and drained my battery because it was like intermittently connecting. So it was just pulling, pulling power constantly with no ground to go to. And it, uh, when I finally got at home, I'm sitting there and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" And go, lo and behold, the wire was completely off. But that's something you should always check first if you go and try and start a bike. And oh yeah, it ran good. Just check the terminals. True. Check the terminals, check voltage on the battery. Yep. You know, you never know. I mean, what yeah. kind of voltage should they be looking for? Uh, were we sitting idle or we have the bike? If it's no, well, obviously the bike's not running, so you want twelve volts coming out of the battery. Right. Twelve, thirteen. Yeah. And then running, you want 14, 14, 5. Right, that's anything. why I'm like, ah, wait, when it's running, you want it to be up. Yeah. Because you want it to be recharging itself. Right, but anything over 14, 5, you might, your recti- regulator rectifier might not be doing its job. Right. So, Shit. That's bad, too. So, what first thing, you? what do you do? So, first thing, obviously, is the same thing you guys talked about. I always check the battery, make sure that bitch is charged. After that, uh,. Use my nose a little bit, smell around, make sure my bitch ain't flooded. There you go. If it's cranking over, and then uh, check for spark. That's a big fucking thing. I'll pull up my plugs. Your plugs will tell you so much shit. So that's what that's my next move is to make sure I have fucking spark. Right. You want to give me a quick rundown of what how that test is performed? Spark. Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> So, (laughs) you make me talk on my own podcast. (laughs) So I'm not gonna get like I don't do. What is that thing even called? Spark plug? No. (laughs) You fucking the fancy fucking electricity reader. I don't use that thing. Yeah. So I I, so I have a brand new one in my pack. I've never even it's not even been out of the packaging yet because I don't know how to use it. 
which is a terrible thing. Um, but I'll just pull out one spark plug, leave it attached to the fucking plug wire itself, make sure it's fucking grounded out. Whoa. Right Put it next to a fin, yeah, yeah. fan, fucking a screwdriver, fucking anything. And if it doesn't spark, guess what? You ain't got fucking spark. If your plug's wet, smells like gas, turns out that bitch is flooded. I love your logic. <laughs> if it smells like gas, that bitch is flooded. Yeah. Right. If your plug's fucking smell like gas, that's flooded. You're fucked. Just let it sit for a little bit and it'll be alright. Give it some time. And if it doesn't start or your plug's like totally black. Um, and you've got a carbureted bike, it might be running a little too rich, and you can make adjustments to that on the fly. I can only speak, all my bikes have had Makunis, and on a Makuni, you've got an air screw. Uh, you have right one on trash. every carburetor, but. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking. An S and S you can do on the fly. <laughs> fucking S and S. Slide carbs all no, day. Junk. Forever. S and S you can adjust while you're riding down the road. Everything, right on the top of the carburetor. And one thing I will say, if you're gonna be adjusting the carburetor, you want the engine to be up to temp. Because you don't want to be setting everything when it's a cold motor, because then once you get on it, your bike's gonna be fucking idling way too goddamn high. <coughs> so get the bike warm, then start fucking with the carburetor. Cold if the bike oh, runs at all. Yeah. And if your plugs are black mess with your air screw you got an air screw on an sns you got an air screw on a makuni or you might have another card that's not worth mentioning yeah but or if your plugs are white if you put your plugs out in the fucking white turns out bitch is lean as a motherfucker yeah gotta fix that so look for those if you haven't figured out where those are on your bike if you don't know where your spark plugs are no not the spark plugs turns the out air you're screw. to the wrong podcast <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is not for you turns out we can't help um your air screw, and you you get you do want to look this up because they're not all the same. On the on my Makuni, if I want more air, I turn it out. If I you know, and then on some other carbs, it's the opposite. You turn it in um, if you want to lean out the mixture. And another thing I say is when you're adjusting your carb, you want to do quarter turns. Do not be fucking like, oh, this thing is rich. I'm going to fucking throw out six turns and see if that works. Because you're going to be be chasing yourself around non-fucking-stop. Do quarter turns, see what happens. Yeah, and it's not going to be, like, torque tight. Yeah. It's going to be fucking loose. You're going to think that, like, (laughs) if you're waiting for it to get tight, it's only going to get tight when you're at the bottom. When you max it out. (laughs) And you don't fucking put it at the bottom. And whether you run a Makuni or an SNS, both of their websites both have diagrams on what screw is what. Both of them have videos on YouTube on how to factory fucking reset your carburetor and start from there. And if you have a diaphragm carb, they'll have a, a whole diagram section where they'll show you how to dispose of your carb humanely. Yeah, that's so true. So make sure to look for that in the fucking manual, too. So that's... I mean, and I guess we'll we'll throw one last one in here. Um, if mine isn't running, and I've checked the battery, and I've checked to make sure that I have spark, and it's still not running, this one sounds ridiculous, but it happened to me three times this summer. Check to make sure that you didn't just run out of fucking gas. <laughs> and that's the only reason that the fucking bike isn't starting, because three different times I ran out of gas on the side of the road, and you know, I was like... 
what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's not leaking. It's not starting. The battery's still fucking connected. And then I was just like, oh, fucking tank's empty. And I'm you retarded. Know, you can always just drill a hole right in your tank. When you get under a quarter, it'll stop spraying you in the face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking uh, Nick Ferrero. Twinsy. Got the fucking system down. Also, I just want to throw this out there. You guys can reply back, even though I know you won't. Um, we're throwing it back and forth on the idea of disassembling and going through how to clean a carburetor on the fucking show. Um, Grease runs McCoonies. I run SNS. So we could do both, or we could do one or the other. If you guys want to hear that, let us know. We'll do a live feed while we do it as well. Um, so let us fucking know, motherfuckers. They won't. That would be good, though. I, I think... Uh, <coughs> I think it'll make a good segment. Yeah. We could just I could do, learn something. Yeah. Yeah, we'd have to figure out if we want. We could record mm-hmm. the live feed, and then anyone who caught the live feed will have caught it then. And if you didn't, well, it'll, the audio will be on the show. Yep. So... I think even with audio, you can understand what's going on. Yeah. Have your carb in front of you. Come to class, ready to work. That's it, motherfuckers. Okay, we'll walk you through it. But, um, yeah. So th- those are the first three things that we would check if your bike's not running or not starting. Um, we got another question from fucking Whiskey Eye that uh, I was kind of pumped to tackle on the air here about TIG welding basics. Oh, you were excited about a welding topic? <laughs> no. Uh, I was. I'm fucking stoked. Even though I don't have a TIG machine at home. But um, she was asking about just the basics of, she, what was it, what you might need or what you might need to know? Like uh, tips and tricks. Pretty much introducing a new person to TIG welding. What do they need to know? Like... Sure. Basic shit like that. Gotcha. So, without getting too elaborate about it, we're going to keep it pretty surface level. Um, Obviously, you're going to need a TIG machine. They're not cheap. So, if you are looking to get into welding and you're thinking, maybe I'll just start with TIG, it's probably the most expensive way that you could get into welding. Um, You could get a MIG machine for easily half the money, uh, and it would do steel only it'd be a lot easier to learn um and then also stick machines they're basically giving away what's that one machine the one that i had in my old fucking fabrication job the one that goes for 500 bucks oh the eastwood yeah eastwood uh tig 200 that's a good machine for somebody that's just going to be tig welding every once in a fucking while yeah i'm almost uh, considering that one after feeling like I just bought the truck and now I'm like oh fucking thousand (laughs) dollars on Everlast maybe I don't have that right now Uh, Eastwood yeah they go about 700 bucks for the TIG 200 which is a pretty decent price it's an AC DC machine Um, we're not going to get boring with it Uh, DC direct current that's steel AC is alternating current that's aluminum Uh, DC only machines that don't do aluminum wicked cheap can just you do as stainless with that? Yes. You can do stainless with a DC only. The only thing you need AC for is aluminum. So if you were looking to get a TIG welder and you don't have a need to do aluminum... Which a lot of people, I'm sure, don't. Like, I, we've gone back not, and forth about yeah, this forever. I'm still torn about whether or not I need to do aluminum. Like, what would you... And, like, you brought it up to me, and I'm like... 
That's a fucking great point. What in the fuck? Your your frame is never going to be made of aluminum. Your handlebars are never going to be aluminum. Your fender will never be aluminum. Right. You know? But the only thing I can think of is, like, uh, if you buy an aftermarket oil tank for weight, they sometimes make them out of aluminum. Or if you wanted to make, like, um, a really light battery box, maybe you'd want to make that out of aluminum. Or, like, air cleaner. (laughs) But then here's the other thing, too, is we run into this situation at work where if you put steel if you took a piece of like a, a a box made of aluminum and you drill it and like put bolts in it so that it's held up against a piece of steel unless there's like a good amount we use fucking even through paint it'll still have electrolysis so they'll rust the fuck out of each other hmm. because they're dissimilar metals right so much so that even though our axles are painted with like that chassis black paint It'll, they'll still fucking electrolyze between the two of them, so we have to put black duct tape between the axle and the frame. Fuck. So that's another reason where I'm like, well, when am I going to use yeah. the fucking so I guess that's aluminum? The point. Like, if you're just doing this to build bikes, you could probably get away with just having a DC machine. One hundred percent, you could. Um, Which saves you fuck loads of money. It's literally double the money for the aluminum capability. Literally yeah. double. Uh, like you can get the DC Eastwood. That's a five hundred dollar machine, right? Yeah, oh, probably even less than that. You can you can get an Everlast for five hundred bucks. They're uh, the PowerTig one eighty five. It's a dual voltage machine, so it runs on two twenty and on one ten. Is Everlast liquid cooled? No, no. If you want a liquid cool, they have a model that's liquid cooled. But it's stupid money. Yeah, crazy money. And you're not going to need it. Uh, liquid cool need... really isn't like a thing unless like for what you're doing at work, right? Yeah, we have a liquid cooled Miller Dynasty <coughs> at work, which is a fucking beautiful machine. But that's because we're running that machine all day, all day every day. Um, and even on, honestly, I could even probably get by with an air cooled at work. Right. Um, so to keep it super simple, if you don't have a need to do aluminum, there's a lot of DC machines out there. And they're fucking wicked small. Like, some of these literally fit in, like, a suitcase. It's wow. crazy how tiny shit's getting. Um, if, you th- if you go on Craigslist and you see those machines that are the size of a fucking whole workbench, that's a, that's a transformer machine. That's an old-style machine. We use inverters nowadays, and it's literally, <laughs> like, it's insane how small these fucking machines are. Actually, that is a great example. A 30-rack. That's about the size. I'm looking yep. at a 30 of Bud Heavy over here. That's the fucking size that you could get a, a DC TIG welder nowadays for like 500 bucks. So, AC, DC, you take your pick, depending on what you need to weld. Um, as far as what you would need with it, they come with a torch most of the time. It's probably going to be pretty shitty. Even the expensive ones, uh, we were at Brandon's shop, and he was showing me the torch that came with this Everlast. Beautiful machine, but the torch is terrible. Uh, it's huge. It's fucking gigantic. You definitely, I would advise you to get, if you're, especially if you're going DC only, just use that extra money to get a new small torch because the smaller and lighter your torch is, the easier it's going to be to hold a steady hand. Now, do they all come with foot pedals? They don't all come with foot pedals. Some like of the them, $500 model? Is that a foot pedal model? Yeah, the Everlast one, you get it they come with a foot pedal. It might not be. Um, if it doesn't have the great. foot pedal, what would it have? Like a so trigger. So some of them yeah. here. Like a, I guess this is one important thing to note is 
you want to make sure when you're looking for a machine that it has what they call high frequency start. That's what makes a foot pedal work. Uh, there are some machines that are just like stick welders. Love it. TIG machines. Scratch start. Scratch start, exactly. <laughs> so instead of actuating it with a pedal, there is no such thing. The only if the machine is constantly hot, as they say. So as soon as you touch the tip to the piece, there's your arc. Just like a stick welder. There's no foot pedal on a stick welder because it's always locked. Fuck, maybe that's what I should do. They're super. Those machines, super cheap. Maybe that's what I should Scratch do. Scratch start <laughs> machine, 250 Wow. And you can TIG with it. So, forgive my fucking ignorance, but with a TIG welder, is there... Do you still adjust shit like you do with a MIG? Like if you're doing a heavier steel and... Or is it just... Yeah. So with a, with a scratch start machine, the super basic one, the downside there is that you, you pick your amperage and you're just that, at that. That's your amperage. And if you want to, like, control it, you'd have to have your friend standing behind you with his hand on the dial. God. It'd be like, bump me up five, drop me down five. Um, we did that a little bit in the union where it's like... Uh, that's all we had because you're in the field right. and they, they're not going to give you a fucking foot pedal to drop down into the <laughs> bottom of the fucking boiler. They're just like, here, take this fucking, what do you want your machine set at? And that's where it is. So, so what do you recommend for somebody that's never welded before ever in their life? Obviously I not a strike only. Yeah. If, you, if you've never done it before, if you've never welded at all, I probably would recommend that you start with a MIG machine because you'll have an easier time getting things stuck together. Um, and you probably have a better chance sticking with the hobby. Um, but if you're dead set on TIG and money is an issue for you, I would recommend that Everlast 185 machine. You get a 185-amp machine. It's like 500 bucks. might even be cheaper now because they've put out new models since then. It does have high-frequency start, and it does have a foot pedal. So you can adjust the amperage. And you're going to want to, especially when you're learning, you're going to want to be able to like go a little heavier, put on a little more, and then like back it off. And the metal reacts as you're welding. So when you strike that arc, you might see that it's disappearing in front of you. They call it keyholing, where the metal is just separating because you're burning it away faster than you're adding filler rod. Yeah. Um, and if you have a foot pedal, you can back it off. If you have scratch start you have to stop your arc turn your machine down light back up and start again and it'll be really ugly and you're not going to stick with tig welding i promise you if that's your introduction to it it's not the fucking 50s where like that's the only shit that there is (laughs) and you just either do that or you don't weld it together it's like there's there's better options i think that's why i have stuck with i went from stick to mig and i have not gotten into tig because I tried it one time and I was like, this is way too much fucking work. Was it scratch start? No. Okay. I had the pedal, but I didn't know yeah. how to set it up. I didn't know if I was using the right rod. I was just at my fabrication job. I was like, well, this rod right. looks like it'll work. And yeah. would make it much easier. So, you fucking <laughs> hold the button and fucking drag that bitch. It's hard to mess up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of people that, that uh, welders that you run into are like, I'm fucking awesome at MIG welding. And, and you I'm can like, lay a clean bead with a MIG once you're good. Yeah. And even if you want it all like shiny and pretty, hit it with a fucking wheel real quick and it's fucking mint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So 
as far as that other stuff, because you brought up a good point, um, somebody that's brand new, they're starting out, let's just say for the sake of driving this conversation down a particular path that they've bought like a $500 DC only. So you're just doing, you know, mild steel and stainless steel. Um, you bought that machine. You've got high fre- frequency start on it. You're going to need a tank of argon, 100% argon. Some people mix, mix, mess around with other shit. That doesn't apply to you. Don't even don't even think about getting something other than 100% argon. That's for like intense applications that are way beyond the, the skill set of a beginner. So you need the machine. You need a tank of 100% argon. And I would get, in my opinion, 2% lanthanated electrodes. So these are the little... Uh, Man, can't see my hands right now, but uh, the electrode is the part that goes into the tip of the TIG torch. It's what you actually hold next to the metal. It's what creates the current that goes into the piece. Um, There's all different kinds uh, with a billion different names that I'm not even going to go into. For all intents and purposes, get a 2% lanthanated electrode. In the size three thirty second. This is exactly why I make well instead. <laughs> it, I mean, so here the thing is with a two a, a three thirty second electrode that's two percent lanthanated, you can do everything. I at work I do steel. We do mainly aluminum. Same electrode. I never take the electrode out of the thing. That's the only one you need to buy. Um, and then wire. If you're doing steel, you need ER seventy S two. That's all you need. Get it in. Th- get it in three thirty second, and get it in one sixteenth. That way, if you've got some really thin shit, you can use that that really tiny one sixteenth wire, and then for everything else, you can use three thirty second wire. That would that would do pretty much everything you would need to do with mild steel. There's other wires for stainless, but don't worry about that. If you're a beginner and you're just getting started and you want to do steel, get a TIG machine. A 2% lanthanated electrode and some ER70S2 wire. That's all you need. All the argon, too. So that's what I'd recommend. Um, obviously, if you have, if you end up, say you had the money and you wanted to go aluminum, you've got that capability, too. That wire is called 4043. So between those two wires, you use that same electrode, you use the same machine. Everything else is plug and play. That'll get you started with TIG welding. And then from there, you're kind of off to the races. Just remember that after you, every time you dip that electrode, you get a little too close to the piece and you dip it in. It's going to make like a wicked annoying noise when it gets dipped into the metal. You have to sharpen it, resharpen it on a grinder every time you dip it. If you dip it a little bit and you're like, I don't think it made that much of an impact, it totally fucking did, and your welds are going to start looking like shit. You're going to think you're doing something wrong, but it's really just because you dipped it and you didn't want to get up and go grind it. So, <laughs> Tell them how it is. Believe me. Honestly, I've, I've fought through it myself where I'm like, nah, it's I barely touched it. And then just all your welds are just looking a little bit weirder than they did before, and you, it's just, just get up and go sharpen it. So, <laughs> But I do hope people try. Give TIG welding a shot. Um, super clean. Super fun once you get it dialed in and you know what you're doing. 
and you get familiar with it, you have a blast with it, and you can make some cool fucking parts too. There's a lot of thin shit that you could make that you couldn't necessarily do with MIG that easily. That I agree with. Yeah. Where I'm with is a will, there's a way. Fat Man made that tank with the MIG gun too. And that tank looked fucking sweet with the cigarettes and the beer tray. Yeah. So the essentials yes, tank. Yeah, I was just gonna say the essentials tank. That's like his new fucking moneymaker. Yeah, I can see why. It's a fucking cool tank. It is really cool. He was inspired by us because I think we posted that like <laughs> an eternity. Ago. That was so long ago. <laughs> it's a great it's a great That's concept. When we're though. like on top of posting on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Every we week we're in. like, we're gonna post shit and then we never do. We fail that. Way to go, Mr. Instagram over there. The people. You guys can't see my hands, but. <laughs> <laughs> They're in Greece's um, pants. What? Are we doing, uh, you want to do shout outs real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Wake these motherfuckers up. Um, the first one I want to shout out is 78. Again, he has a line, so I'm guessing probably two or three underscores. Jesus. Shovel. Um. That was today, right? Yeah. yeah. He said, yo, if you fuckers do the Laconia thing Bob was talking about, I'm definitely going to be there. I'm from Long Island, so I'm definitely making that fucking trip. That's fucking badass. Dude's like, I'm coming from Long Island, and I will fucking be there. So hopefully more people are willing to fucking travel to do that, because that will be a badass fucking event. For sure. Did you guys just fucking fall asleep on me? Or? Yeah, I did. Um, who else do I got? Um, Hellbilly underscore 816. They're adding underscores just to piss us off. For sure they are. I yeah. like it. I'm all about that underscore life. I'm really upset. Um, he said, I just want to say, I heard about five, what is it? 5814 underscore speed co from you guys and just sent him my card. He said he was a good dude. They chatted it up. And oh, he gave us a. He wants us to check out big underscore Gabe underscore chops. God. <laughs> uh, he says he's building a bunch of cool shit. Right now he's chopping up a 2018 soft tail. That's fucking sick. That's crazy. I really want to see that. Uh, he's listening from fucking Kansas City. Nice. All over the place. We got um, Dirtbags underscore Joyride. Fucking more underscores. I love it. But um, he's out in Colorado. Looks like he's he's got a sporty Loctite fucking king-queen seat going on on that thing, too. I love it. I'm on the fence about that. Ooh, narrow front end. Oh, no, I think it's regular front end. It's just awesome to see all these people that are fucking reaching out over it, though. Uh, you got another one, or you want me to go? No, you can go. I'm, I'm still pulling uh, the other one up. I talked to Redbeard for a little while. Shot him my fucking phone number. Chatted up with him on the phone for a while. He's doing the hand performance kit on his sporty. Nice. So That's um, a 1250? They do a 1250. So, from what I've heard, they're not making any more 1250s. They're selling what they have for 1250s, and they've moved to 1275s. Um, I don't know which one he got. But he's doing the whole shebang. He's doing the heads, the cams, <coughs> all that bullshit. Uh, so I'm just giving him tips on how to get the motor out. And then ended up convincing him to just leave the fucking motor in. 
because you can rebuild that whole motor in the frame. Right. I told him the same. And he's not doing the hardtail this year. He's doing that next year. So there's really no fucking point to rip that motor out at that point. Um, also, he was going to send his fucking heads out to, Ooh. I believe, S&S. Nice. Or one of those guys. Or Hammer, maybe. And I ended up hooking up with fucking... Hooking him up with Steve from Fat Man Custom Motors. Oh, shit. So Fat Man's going to fucking do his heads and everything for him. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, we're fucking bringing the people together. Yeah, buddy. Um, I got one here. All right, good. We got uh, Beast Coast Culture. This culture with a K. Um, he was saying he loves what fucking Bob's laying down. He appreciates the knowledge from Old Timer. And also, he says, in regards to kickers on 04 and later sporties, we were talking about this last week. He says, pretty sure it has to do with the fact that you have to split the cases to get to the tranny on them. HD made it fucking ridiculous. On the rubber mount sporties, on the early Evos and Ironheads, they had a cassette door that made it easy to get to. So, it's just so many different things with different models and why it works on one and Who why it doesn't from? work on the others from Beast Coast Culture. Okay. Yeah. It was because uh, we were trying to figure out why, whether or not the kicker would work on that setup. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, it seems like they've got... Uh, the lack of that cassette door might have something to do with why it doesn't match up. <coughs> so I wonder what the difference would be on the four-speed then. Yeah, I don't know. It uh, depends on how they put all the fucking gears in there. Right. Uh, you do that I got one? another one from Barton's Wrench. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Uh, he's actually from the motherfucking Granite State. Oh, shit. <coughs> he was just giving me, uh, sharing some knowledge and info on... Opening up a fucking shop. He's got a bike shop up in... Where the fuck was that? Enfield, Enfield, New Hampshire. Enfield, New Hampshire. So if you guys are in that fucking area, hit him the fuck up. He's got a whole bunch of bikes that he's working on. Says he's got a 60 iron head. I'd love to see that. That's fucking crazy. He's got a Dyna Wide Glide, Road King, Sporty, and a Lowrider S. He's got fucking tons of bikes. Um, I think we got one from uh, that underscore guy, a couple underscores ry. That's his name. That underscore guy. Yeah. No, it's, it's like it's just it's an actual underscore, not. Oh no, really? It's these people that underscore just, guy. They're putting more underscores in the name just to fuck with us. I swear. I love it. That but guy he, Rye. Uh, he reached out um, just talking about a '57 Indian that's going to be at. Um, New Tradition Show. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that bike looks sick. Yeah. Uh, I guess... Um, From uh, Madhouse. Yeah, Madhouse. Uh, is it Madhouse Customs? Madhouse Motors. Ma- Madhouse Motors. Yeah. Yeah, so the, he sent us the Instagram uh, photo of that bike. Is that uh, the one with the chick stand next to it? Yeah. 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 What I was think- her name? Uh, Jay Shia is her Instagram. Yep. She's been with... I think she owns Madhouse Motors, or at least has been there forever for so, as long as I've. Is that the message where he said she was down to come on the show? I'm just saying, I'm reading it. He's reading the reading through the message while we figure out whether or not that's the case. But either way, that fucking Indian is badass. It's a '57 Indian. Yeah, Shit is they were wild. talking about possibly yeah, being on. Show. Yeah, yeah. But that '57 Indian that looks super sick. sick. I, I I'm not a huge fan of like chunky rear fenders, but that one that one's on point. Indians. 
I uh, also want to give a shout out to fucking Sunnyboy underscore 666. This dude is literally mentioning and tagging us in every fucking post every goddamn day. So we appreciate the fucking support. Do you guys have any, any other ones? No, I just want to oh, say Oh, I thought that, we were ending fucking, the show. I'm like, you guys got anything? No, no, no I just got to say that, that fucking Indian has a foot throttle. A foot throttle? It's got a, it's got a fucking gas pedal, basically. God. That's fucking dangerous as hell. That's that badass. Great. That is fucking badass. I love that. And I got one more from Chopper six two eight. No one scores. Had a boy. He reads proud of you. We're shooting the shit back and forth, and then uh, he asked about the sweatshirts. Oh yeah. <laughs> so oh about those sweatshirts. I gave him the rundown on that. Um, for you guys that are listening. Motherfucker, pay attention. We are not holding out on you. Uh, we have had a... Fucking horrible time. Ridiculous amount of bullshit. It's been a complete runaround. Trying to get these fucking hoodies for you guys. Um, we placed the order just about a month ago now. You guys fucking know that. And... The vendor's just... It's not fucking working. I don't know what the fuck's going on, so... We are, just like I told Chopper 628, um, we're either going to be refunding the fucking money or we are going to a different vendor to get those made. Because I know a lot of you guys that I've talked to already about this have said you still want the sweatshirt. Um, I promise you it's not going to fucking take that long. It never takes that long to get fucking shit made. Usually it's a week to two weeks maximum. Um, so just hit us up if you order the sweatshirt and let us know what you want to do. And we'll fucking make it right. And I mean, it's really not on us, but we fucking apologize because we fucking sold this shit to you. So yeah. we'll make it right one way or another. Definitely. We don't want to leave you guys hanging. And uh, we can guarantee you we'll never be using this vendor again. Yeah, that'll never happen again for sure. We wanted to support somebody that's also in the community. And it ended up biting us in the ass. So like, like you said... Let us know what you want to do. We'll get you your hoodie one way or another, or we'll get you your money back. I think that's it. Yeah, it's all good for shout-outs. Cool. Good amount of shout-outs. Yeah. Motherfuckers are staying engaged. I'm, I'm loving yeah. the amount of people that are reaching out. For that's sure. awesome. I can't keep up with it. Like, yeah. I, I, I get all the notifications from Instagram. I'm like, fuck, I have a hundred and... 20 notifications today? Yeah. Fuck! I it. <laughs> I'll I be sitting it. there, I'll be like waiting for a text or something, and my phone's going, burr, burr, and I'm like, what the, what the fuck? My <laughs> oh, phone is hooked up to my truck, Bluetooth, the entire time I'm at work, so I just hear that times 10 through my speakers in my truck. Yeah, I just sometimes just shut my phone off. <laughs> I don't have the luxury of doing that. <laughs> just shut your phone off and don't tell anybody for the whole fucking day. Like, yeah, sorry boss, Instagram was going crazy. You had to shut it down. <laughs> the person of the people, I don't know if you heard. <laughs> love when I get updates, though, of Low Life Chopper podcast going live. Oh my and god, I'm I know. 20 yeah. feet away and I see him outside with the phone. <laughs> <laughs> It's the best. And then I'm looking at my phone watching the live feed like, what the fuck? Looking at yourself on the live feed. <laughs> and then come see you on the other side of the garage door. I was like, how techno- technological like 
or we stuck to it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That I made no fucking right. sense. <laughs> I need to go to bed. <laughs> oh, About that time. All right. I think that's it for us, guys. CP, what do you got to close us out? All right, motherfuckers. Remember, if you want to keep the dream alive, hit the snooze button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Cut the wires and burn the fucking tires. God. So aggressive. All right. It's Friday, motherfuckers. Negative spaces won't win races. It's V-Twin for the win. <laughs> <laughs>